the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. And welcome back to your favorite Movies in Space podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Max. I've got my co-host, Anil, over here. How are you doing, bud? Dude, I've actually been doing pretty good this week. That's the first. Wow. Our, 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 first of all, unfortunately, our restaurant didn't get shut down. The health inspector came in yesterday. They said we were okay. That really pissed me off because I thought, you know. First of all, hold on real, real quick. While we have the first 30 seconds of attention here for our audience, what is yeah. the name of your restaurant? Uh, Lucky's down in Okemos in Lansing. Do you have the phone number available? Uh, no, dude. Why? <laughs> Listen, I just want to say we washed dishes for an entire weekend without hot water. So if you ate there like two weeks ago and you're sick, call the health department. Yeah, call the health department. Still call them anyway. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> anyway, though, dude, continue on with my great day. Um, I finally finished up my thesis film, dude. Remember? Mm-hmm. We talked about like last week or whatever. Finally all finished during it up. the celebration videos. Yep, finally finished mm-hmm. it up. Finally. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. the audio decent or whatever, put it on a stick, submitted that shit to 11 film festivals. We won't hear the first thing until August 31st. However, though, we have what? The Galaxy of Film fan, fan... What's it called on Facebook? Fan page, yeah. Fan page, yeah. Be sure to ch- check that out in Facebook. Join it. Because there you will see like a scene from the film before it goes uh, live. And it won't be out there on the Galaxy of Film Productions thing. Um, it'll be password protected when it does come out. But until that time when it's public or whatever, you know, check out that scene. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anything yeah, else? Dude, that was it. That oh, was okay. it I thought we had like a long list. I was waiting for you to keep knocking. Well, I had list. another one, dude, but it's, it's just not important. It was just about like what we talked about last night. But it's no, go, go for it. Go for it. No, dude, I signed for him, bro. No, go for it. Go for it, dude. All right, dude. So I started like working at this restaurant or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Lucky's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lucky's. <laughs> Blow me, Lucky. And anyway, though, I moved up to being like a cook or whatever. So I'm a fucking fry cook. Um, I'm basically just SpongeBob. So, you know, that's pretty lit. Anyway, though, dude, when I was washing dishes there, dude, I was like, you know what? There are a few like rockets who will work here, dude. You know, respectfully, like there are just some rockets who are, you know, serving the tables or whatever. <laughs> first day, I, first day, I, first day I come in, dude. I come in. I'm five, five, two, and I'm like, I'm excuse me. This is my first day today. And this nice girl, I remember she had a blue tie on. Showed me to the back room and was like, Yeah, here's your boss. I was like, Oh, okay, thanks. Well, dude, then we started to spark up a friendship here and there, whatever. And then yesterday, yesterday was the big day where I was like, You know what, Danilo? It's time, it's time to just grow a pair, dude. And then we secured all eleven digits. <laughs> Is that one more than a phone number? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, what is boy. the podcast, dude? <laughs> Thankfully, we aren't alone this week. Um, <laughs> speaking of health department, you know, he was on a few weeks ago to discuss a movie that I don't know why the fuck we decided to talk about on the podcast. We've got JR from West Virginia Uncommonplace coming back from our episode of Ebola Syndrome. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Doing pretty good. Um, some weird stuffs happened the last few weeks. I actually met you, um, and for the audience, let's, let's get this out the way. Uh, Max is a giant. 
he should be like <laughs> the dude that plays on your intramural basketball team in college. Um, cause he says that he's decent, but he's not great. So if you have a church league and you need a player, you know, on the weekends, mm. if you're in the mid Atlantic area, definitely, uh, give him a ring and he'll come play basketball for you, or at least stay in there and rebound. Um, been doing pretty good. Uh, podcast is doing whatever it's doing. Sometimes cinema got a little crazy. Uh, we did a movie called dark man. That's something I'll go into, uh, later on in another podcast with you guys. But dark man is probably not the best movie to use as a cult classic. Um, because it's not a cult classic. It's like a film that only eight people have seen or care about. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, same thing just with podcasting, just uh, keeping the show going, um, embracing all of this uh, pop culture. You know, Moon Knight finished up. Um, there was another show that came on Disney that we will not talk about its name because I'm not going to give it any um, precedent or any type of status that came out. Then Star Wars, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show came out. Um Definitely, if anybody's interested, uh, the next go-round for anything like that, we're going to do something over on Stream Lounge, and you guys are welcome to do that with us sometime. Other than that, that's it. Yeah, I feel you, man. Disney Plus is killing it with its shit. We've been talking about that for weeks now, with how consistent it's been. Dude, do you play basketball, Max? (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't ask this question. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) That's why I brought up Disney Plus. JV? JV? I have played basketball. I'm awful at it, dude. I played That's basketball right, for like four years, and I didn't make a single basket. Dude, let's go down there, blow up like 20 basketballs like to where they explode. You see those videos on TikTok? Mm-hmm. And just start fucking ripping them, dude. Yeah, dude. I was the participation trophy kid. Ooh. You can at least rebound, man. Like, don't tell me you can't rebound. You can't. You can dude, get it back off the board good. and then dude, pass it to me. Set the screen for me, bro. Set the screen for me. Nah, man. It, it's not good. It's, it's bad. Dude, you toss it up to the backboard. I run up. Then you lift me up, dude, and I dunk. <laughs> it's like that movie Mace and I were talking about, uh, Kicking and Screaming. The, the entire fucking thing, they're lifting people up and shit on the field. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, not good at basketball. Not not good. Not good. Not I'm not buying that, but it's cool. He lives yeah, in North Carolina. So he he lives in North Carolina. He's got to have some type of basketball in his blood. Like N- next time I go to my mom's house, dude, I will show you the participation trophies. Jr. You can expect that text this week, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, they're fucking bad. <laughs> uh, let's get into the news for this week, guys. We're talking Disney Pixar's Lightyear and Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Um, for news this week, we don't have too too much to Nilo. Um, first up. What'd you say? Good. <laughs> First up, um, this is actually pretty exciting for me. I don't think you give a single fuck about this. No, I um, do, bro. I'm curious to hear JR's thoughts, though. Um, this is... Uh, th- this is insane, almost, man. If you're a fan of this man's work, this man's music, this casting announcement is, is almost mind-blowing. Weird Al has officially joined the cast of Lego Star Wars, the summer special. And I cannot fucking believe this is a thing, dude. Dude's been making Star Wars music since, like, the fucking 80s, basically. With his third album, Dare to be Stupid, with the Yoda song. Um, I mean, you, you can't escape these these songs at any Star Wars event. Dude, Weird Al was at the fucking closing ceremony for, Star, for Celebration Orlando. Um... It's just, it's insane, dude, that this is actually happening. I'm a big Weird Al fan. You know, the dude was a huge inspiration in my old work of CBD 12 And they're kind of seeing these two, um, not franchises, obviously, but these two weird 
pieces of like media coming together is is a mind blowing thing to me. What are your thoughts on this, Jr? Are you a Weird Al fan at all, dude? Yeah, I like Weird Al. I think it's kind of amazing, and at the same time, you kind of question why did it take so long. Yeah, and he's playing himself too. Like it's Weird Al's canon of Star or Lego Star Wars, whatever. I agree. Why did yeah. it take so long, dude? Yeah, um, with Disney in question about everything. Before we get into everything, I have to. I've put a question mark on Disney as of lately. Uh, Disney Plus. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just as a whole company. I just put a question mark on them because some of the things they do are kind of you know a little out there. I like how you're wearing a Ducktales shirt as you say that. <laughs> right. Disney all day for Ducktales. The Jesus old school bud. shit. <laughs> the old school shit. The old school. Danila, what are your thoughts on this thing, man? Are you been watching the Lego uh, Summer Special? Yeah, dude, I watched that trailer. Uh, we tweeted about it, Galaxy of Film, and yeah, on Twitter. But anyway, though, dude, yeah, it looks it looks fun. You know, I watched the uh, what was it, Vader Tales, right? The Halloween was Vader Tales, yeah. Yeah, Halloween was Vader Tales, and I watched the other one, the Christmas special mm-hmm. of them Legos, where they like had that little party or whatever. I like the Lego stuff, dude. Like it's just fucking fucking cute, stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, reminds me of the video games, Golden Age of being a Star Wars fan. But yeah, dude, it was cool. I'm glad all like the voice cast comes back for him too. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. But Weird Al, dude, like, that'll be interesting. I went to go see Weird Al in concert when I was a kid or whatever. Oh, I didn't um, know that, dude. That's pretty dope. Yeah, dude, so I'm excited to see him, like, in it. Because he did, he, like you said, he did those Star Wars songs. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he's doing original music for this, too, which is pretty dope. Yeah, so we're just getting a new album. Hopefully. And he is the king of parodies. Oh, dude, much more. He's the king of, of comedy music in general, I feel like. Yeah. You know, he's I'm, the king, I'm not going to go that far. He's the what? He's the King Jew. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait, dude. Weird Al Yankovic joining Lego Star Wars, the summer special, or the summer holiday special, whatever. I can't wait for this thing. Dude, this That's is kind cool. of his year, isn't it? What do you mean his year? Oh, because of Weird? Yeah, he has that movie coming out, too. He's not in it, but that's like his movie. Well, he's producing him. it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Does that... This year or next year? I thought it was early next year. I thought it was late this year for Oscars. Maybe. I'll take Only a look at that another time, dude. Yeah, Either yeah. way, I can't wait for it. Yeah. I can't wait. Weird Al, 2022. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um, up next, this one I'm not going to be giving any thoughts on. Um, Danilo, I'm curious to hear what you got to say. If possible, avoid spoilers. Um, we do have a trailer for Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. I'm caught up on Season 3. Finish that. I'm starting season four today or tomorrow, depending on this concert when I get back. But it'll be started this week because I plan on catching up in time for, uh, for part two. But how, what are your thoughts on this trailer, Danilo? It's not a lot. They're not teasing a lot. It's just basically, you know, some slow uh, pan in, pan out, shit like that. And we see maybe like two scenes, you know, two different locations or whatever, and three different like costume choices that they chose to do. But it looks phenomenal, dude. Like, like this season is just uh, cinematic. Like, that's the only way to describe it. Like, it's a cinematic season. The writing has improved so much. The directing has improved so much. I can't wait to see part two. I don't know what... I don't know, though, what the next season will be. Because we're supposed to have, you know, season four, part one, and part two. Mm. Season five, they say, will be their last. And from that little thing, my guess, if I was a betting man, is they're going to do some... Uh, um, what's it called? Rip, Not rip-offs. Spin-offs. Uh, yeah, spin-offs. Uh, of Hawkins somehow with maybe a new cast characters things like that so they can continue this little franchise and just, just uh, a Hawkins thing 
Yeah, yeah, but I don't know how they're gonna make this where it needs to transition into a season, uh, to the ne- to a full next season. Okay. So I'll be very interested to see how that works out. Um, but we'll get that answer sooner rather than later. But yeah, dude, I'm pumped. Like if you haven't watched season four, like get on that shit. It's okay. probably my favorite show this year. Jr., have you watched season four at all? Um, haven't touched it yet. Waiting for both parts to come out, and then I'll jump okay. into it. Gotcha. So. so you're in the same boat as me. I've just been behind because um, it dropped yeah. during celebration. So I was just like, I was not happening, dude. Wi-Fi was garbage in that hotel. I could not have streamed that. But uh, lastly, on the news, uh, teaser trailer came out for this. I know, Danielle, you've been very excited for this um, for Blonde on Adair Moss's Marilyn Monroe film. We got a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. I've been excited ever since the director came out and was like, yeah, this is going to be NC-17. If you can't handle it, fuck off and don't watch it. Like, his literal words were fuck off and, like, don't watch it if you can't handle it. You know what? That, that's why I want to hear from directors. Mm. I want to hear them basically talk whatever, the, however they want to talk. I'm pumped for this. I don't know why it gets an NC-17 rating. It, they must be going for Oscars then because Netflix doesn't usually rate their shit unless they go for Oscars. But I'm pumped, dude. I know nothing about Marilyn Monroe. All I know is she snuck in with the, uh, who is it, Jack? No. John. John John F. Kennedy. Mm. That's all I know about her. And the iconic photo of the skirt blowing up with like her pushing it down. I don't know. I don't even know what she does. Like, did she yeah, sing? That's she it for that in the Mr. President's or the, yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fucking pumped for this movie, dude. Like, I don't know why it's even an NC-17 rating. I have an idea. But, you know. See, I'm after I'm just gonna watch this teaser. I want to go in the rest of it blind if I can, because I also don't know much about Marilyn Monroe. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm fucking pumped to see this. Yeah, yeah. JR is over here good. gasping and shit, bro. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this trailer? Oh, I thought that it's gonna be amazing because Marilyn Monroe was kind of like a staple um, for the raunchy side of Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, the Playboy pinup type deal. Well, I know bad stuff, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's going to be... I, mm. I, I put it in the same realm as hopefully it and the Elvis movie. They kind of... Both of those two things kind of drawed me in because they're bringing back that nostalgia, uh, trying to uh, regurgitate it in a different way for a new audience. Mm. Both of them, so... And look, they even got Danilo interested. and He's not interested in a lot of stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for it, dude. This is definitely up there. Um, do we have a release date, Danilo? No, I think sometime in fall. Okay. But I so that then begs the question of Knives Out, dude. Are they making Knives Out Christmas or Thanksgiving? And where are they going to put Blonde then? If they both want Netflix, or Oscar can Oscar things because they've got to get viewership on them. So I can see both being like Thanksgiving time. Really. But uh, what is it? Counter, counterproductive or counterbalance or whatever? Yeah, I can see that because oh, Knives yeah. Out, you, you have your family crowd who wants to see a family mystery. Because <clears throat> yeah, I true. think that was the big this big selling point of, of Knives Out, that it was contained in a family releasing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so around it, fa- and the setting was fall too. Ex- so it felt yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I had motivation to see that right away in a theater compared to it becoming out. Um, so I, th- yeah, I can see that being a big selling point for, for glass onion doing that, that'd be your family event. Um, may- hopefully, you know, there won't be, I, I don't know how much Netflix dabbles and puts their hands in a director or writer's, uh, 
vision or whatever. So hopefully, you know, violence or whatever it may be that Ryan's planning out isn't toned down because Netflix is planning to use this as their family seller this year. Yeah, I can yeah. definitely see them doing like a counter release. Okay. I definitely could. Um, let's go ahead and talk shows this week, man. Um, I already mentioned, finished season three of Stranger Things again. I'm really glad I rewatched this shit, dude. I really am. I forgot totally that Eleven lost her powers at the end of the season. Totally forgot about it, dude. I watched Ooh, this the day the... it came out in one sitting, and I never turned it back on. Oh, okay. You watched it in one. All right, dude. That's fine. Yeah, it was a day one binge for me. It was season three. I'll give you a pass on that, dude. If you watched eight hours of television in one day, I'll give you a pass, dude. Yeah, dude. So I forgot she lost her power. So I'm very glad, you know, I went ahead and watched that. Um, I remembered a lot of the Russian stuff, but the mind flare just was not memorable for me. And overall, like, after sitting with season three's finale for a couple days again, I still stand by that, dude. The mind flare is forgettable as hell in season three, I feel like. Other than that final fight in the mall, everything's focused on the Russians. Um, really couldn't have given a fuck about Nancy and um, Jonathan's little arc in season three. I thought they were Do you the least interesting. you care about Nancy and Steve, though? Nancy and Steve? As characters or their love interests? Like love interest, dude. You want to see Nancy and Steve together? Nancy and Steve, Nancy and Jonathan. Nancy and Steve, dude. No, Jonathan I, like, I like Steve as a solo guy, dude. All right, dude. All right. Yeah, his character development has just increased since, since season two, I feel like. Um, Fuck Jonathan. I hate that guy. <laughs> dude, he's a loser, bro. He is. Dude. I don't like their arc in season three. I really don't. Like the whole uh, yeah. Mrs. Dolores, whatever her name is. And yeah. um, no, Driscoll. Driscoll's her name. Driscoll and then the rat thing. I just didn't find it interesting. The Russian stuff's cool. Very glad I went ahead and finished rewatching it. Ready to start season four. Um, Kenobi ended this morning. We're recording in the morning time. We forgot to mention that. Oh, so, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah Kenobi, it's extra early. Kenobi ended this morning. Jared, did you watch Kenobi yet? Not yet. It's still early in the morning, man. Okay. Okay. We're not good. We're doing an episode on it. So we're not getting into spoilers. Um, what are your thoughts on the show as a whole so far, Jr. Before you watch the finale? Um, all right. So just like this, and I'm gonna. This is gonna go for anything that comes from Disney out of my mouth today. The word and terminology fan service. Fan service is something that gets done by Disney a lot. Obi Wan Kenobi is a good fan service because there were people like you, Max, that grew up, and mm. you saw uh, those episodes, those prequels. And Obi-Wan, you know, he became part of your life. You remember him. You know, you had a little lightsaber toy. You probably twirled around like... Uh, Every day, dude. Oh, I can't. Huh? Every day, dude. I still got him in my, my closet over here. Well, yeah. So either way, like, it, it's a good fan service and it does justice to uh, Obi-Wan and the new era of telling a story about him. To the people from my generation, those dudes from the 80s that got the Star Wars movies after they came out. Uh, make certain things questionable. And we can go into deep detail about that one day in an extra episode of LFG that you can produce called the Obi-Wan Chronicles or something. But <laughs> overall, it's a good it, it's a good showing from Disney and Disney Plus. Um, I wish that we probably would get more of it, but we probably won't, obviously, because there's not much more story to tell. So mm. um, overall, I think it's great. Just it's a fan service, and you have to be very careful in those definitive terms of a fan service. It's for people that are fans, 
I don't think that it's the type of product that I would want Danilo, someone that, I mean, I know he's a Star Wars guy, but, you know, there's certain things that he watches that he's new to. I wouldn't want to bring anybody new into Obi-Wan without seeing anything previously. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. This is not an entry point at all. <laughs> Definitely mm-hmm. not. Definitely not. But are you pumped for the finale? Yes. Okay. After we're done, I'm going to watch it and drink another Sunny Delight. Yeah, dude, that's insane. You just drank the whole fucking, like, gallon of Sunny D. <laughs> oh, boy. Shout out to Brian and Michaela over at Drink the Movies for the Tic Tac. I still drink that. It's pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> they get good shit over there. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Um, Yeah, dude. We're going to hear me and Danilo's thoughts on Kenobi coming soon. We're doing an episode on it. Miss um, Marvel this week. I didn't get a chance to watch it because it is 10 a.m. So you'll hear my thoughts next week on this week's episode and next week's as well. But Danilo, go ahead and give us your stream of the week before we dive into our films this week, man. Yeah, dude. So my stream of the week was actually going to be the movie we talk about next week because our schedule had a little bit of a switch up. Um, so my stream, should I still talk about that or should I pick a new one, dude? Um, do, do it spoiler free, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, dude. So just, uh, just a heads up, dude. Next week we're going to be talking about, I don't know, dude. I was going to pick a new one, but now nah, I was looking, I haven't watched many movies, dude. All right, dude. Um, cha-cha real smooth. Apple TV watched it, uh, the other day. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a good movie. Uh, Dakota Johnson is in it with the, it's like the fake Daniel Radcliffe, dude. Like it's. Cooper Rat, Raif, or whatever. You know? Him. Uh, so watch it, and we'll be talking about it next week. It's good. Apple TV Plus. Is it called Apple TV Plus, dude, or is it called Apple TV? It's Apple TV. From my understanding, there was Plus, what I thought was the paid version of Apple TV. Okay. Well, the, the premium version, excuse me. So the streaming version. Well, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, Apple TV Plus is the streaming service. Apple okay. TV is the physical box. Okay. You can have. And that's Apple TV Plus, there you go. Is a streaming service. For a while, though, I was thinking that Apple TV Plus was premium, though. It was, like, above a different like a different tier for Apple TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know if you have Apple Music, you get Apple TV for free, and people don't realize that, or Apple TV Plus that, for free. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. I use Apple Music, and I got TV mm-hmm. for free. Five bucks, dude. It's a win. So for the longest time, I thought because I was getting Apple TV for free, I was thinking that was just a base level, like tier of the uh, service, and there was you. a premium for the longest time. Yeah, but yeah, cha cha real smooth, dude. Jr. Do you uh do you use Spotify or Apple Music, man? Um, I use Apple Music. That's exactly right. There you go, dude. Someone with that is taste. exactly right, dude. Fuck the people who use Spotify. Man, and I'm going to say this. Yeah, let me cut a little promo real quick. Spotify is cool for podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, Music is going to be Apple Plus because, like you said, that whole narrative that uh, I pay $20 a month and I get, like, that cloud service and all that other stuff. And that Apple Plus, like, you know, someone like me that's a hardcore Apple fanatic, you know, with the Apple TV, blah, 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 blah. Carrying that all across and being able to get some of the quality shows that they have because not everything they have is quality, so... We don't need to go too deep into that, but yeah. Um, Apple Music all day. Spotify, I'm not going to say fuck you, but fuck you, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get, you get better sound quality, too, with your Apple Music, dude. Like Dolby, like, what is spatial it called? Spatial audio? Yeah, spatial audio. Yeah. Spatial dude. audio. Do you get that on Spotify? Mm. I don't think so. 
fuck you. Alright guys, um, that was our segment one of the episode. We're going to go into our break and rating system real quick. So, we'll be back. We're talking about Lightyear and 2001's A Space Odyssey. Oh, hi Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the blue. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Alright, and we're back from our break. Danila owes our Spotify listeners an apology. But anyways, bro, go ahead and give us your recap of Lightyear. Yeah, dude, so Buzz is... What, it was a weird premise opening up this movie. I had to fucking read. It's something I haven't done in a minute. But good thing they dialed back the English and sentences down to like a 10th grade uh, reading level or 10 year old reading level. So I could handle it. I could handle it. But uh, this was the movie I inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy back in when did the first Toy Story come out? 1999? Five. 1995. 1995. That inspired Andy's Lightyear from that movie. So he could get that Buzz Lightyear toy, kind of. Anyway, though, Buzz is on a fucking mission with a few of his space cadets. They're space rangers. They get straight on a island, so they have to get off of it. Uh, it was Buzz's fault. Uh, he crashes the big fucking pod, and then they're stuck on this planet. So now they're trying to get off of it. Space rangers are trying to complete the mission. Buzz keeps shooting around the sun, basically, and every time he does that, he's just getting older and older and older. So the first 20 minutes is just him shooting around the fucking sun. And he's getting he's getting uh, older while everyone else is getting actually older. Uh, he's going like through time or whatever. But he stays the same age. Everyone else is aging up like four years every time he goes. So all of his friends die. What have you? One day he comes back and he's like, "Oh fuck, dude! No, no one's here anymore." Space Rangers retired. He goes on an elite mission. He actually completes like the hyperspace drive or whatever. They find out the right formula. Uh, he comes back and they built the fucking bubble. Um, so then he's just lost in the woods, and robots are coming to take over, Zerg's robots, um, Buzz Lightyear gets help from, like, a ragtag team of rejects, uh, from their little home planet. They come together, they're trying to blow up Zerg's ship because it, uh, I don't know, activates all the droids and robots or whatever, so they start trying to do that. Buzz is finding out, you know, what it takes to truly be a space ranger. Anyway, Zerg comes down from the fucking sky and they start battling. And Zerg turns out to be older Buzz Lightyear. We get some bullshit space-time travel um, explanation about how that's even possible. Um, Avengers Endgame did it better. Even though I was more confused during that, I felt like that explanation was a bit better than just, yeah, I'm older, man, just because I shot around the sun and I ended up something. I don't even know, dude. I can't explain it. But it's a kid's movie. Fuck me, right? So then Zerg and Buzz start battling each other out, but Zerg's actually Buzz... um, the ragtag team comes in to help Buzz, and they live happily ever after. And the new Space Rangers come to be, and we get the OG or the toy version of the Buzz Lightyear suit, of the Space Ranger suit, and the spaceship that he comes in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. 
and then it ends and then we get a post credit scene of the cat of the robot doing calculations the colonel and then of Zerg coming back to life yeah dude you don't sound you're thrilled <laughs> no dude I know what I want I know exactly what I want in this movie dude and then it just didn't deliver man what what did you want from this movie I wanted to see the rematch of the century dude and one of my fucking IPs here because when did Toy Story 2 come out dude 99 99 okay I saw one of the greatest battles of my entire life when that when I finally watched that movie dude Zerg and Buzz, dude. It was basically like a Star Wars rip, you know? But who cares, dude? It was a sick battle. And the ending, they're playing catch, father and son. You know, that was real nice. This, I was pumped, dude. I was like, finally, dude, we're gonna get Zerg in a menacing presence. He's gonna just start kicking some ass for like a PG movie. Buzz is gonna start kicking some ass for a PG movie. And they're gonna have like a good, I don't know, 10 minute battle. Instead, I got some bullshit about how like Buzz was fighting himself because Buzz was also Zerg. No, that, that that that's just not Zerg, dude. Zerg is Zerg. Buzz is Buzz. Zerg can be Buzz's dad, but they're not the same, dude. And the battle was like two minutes. And I saw some lady fly over space. <laughs> and that was it, dude. I came into this movie thinking this was going to be a bad kids movie. Or a mediocre kids movie. You know, I'm, I'm done with the Pixar kids movies, but whatever. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it. At least I'll get Zerg and Buzz, dude. Mm-hmm. Nope. I got one shot of him doing the fucking twirly thing with his other hand. You know, shooting out those bullets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get a bunch of shots of him throwing his hand, dude. Don't show me him throwing his hand. Show me the fucking rockets coming out of it. his other one, dude. Yeah, dude. It, it didn't bug me, honestly. That pissed me off, dude. It didn't bug me at all. Like, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I kind of expected Zerg to not have a, a grand reveal. If I, I thought there was a line in Toy Story 2 where it's Zerg says he is Buzz or something like that. He's his father. I, I know the father thing because you did mention it is a straight yeah, yeah, know, parody yeah. trope, tribute, whatever to Star Wars. I don't know what to even consider those when it is now owned by Disney. Because it's not a tribute. It's both properties. They own them. You know, It's kind of like yeah. with Monsters uh, at Work. The whole uh, Abominable Snowman episode, how it's shot for shot, the Wampa scene of uh, Empire first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Another weird Star Wars thing I noticed, um, the the fuel, the hyperspeed fuel, didn't it look like coaxium to you? Yeah, it did. Just a side thing, I thought that was kind of neat. I really expected, not gonna lie. I really thought we were gonna get a Star Wars crossover in this. Because we see the... Uh, in Toy Story 4, in the antique shop, there's Star Wars figures in the background. And I was like, oh, that's they're going to actually have this be Coaxium. Because this is a movie within a movie, and we already have the Star Wars toys. Technically, Star Wars is already a movie within Toy Story 2. So I thought we were going to see some... Like, I, I really expected to see like the Falcon for a second. I'm glad we didn't. But I was thinking we were going to. Um, dang, dude hate that you were disappointed but i mean like it was a decent like kids movie though dude mm-hmm. like you know the zerg stuff aside like decent kids movie i don't know i was just expecting the zerg stuff i feel like like just not an like an anticlimactic reveal like i was kind of hoping we wouldn't even get a reveal honestly um i thought the suit for zerg was pretty dope the massive mech suit idea um i guess so dude <laughs> 
before we dive more into it, JR, what about you? Just off the top of your head, what are some of the like initial thoughts you have with this thing? All right. Um, initially, um, I didn't go to my normal movie theater to see this. I went to this thing called the Movie Barn. Okay. Movie Barn is kind of Movie Barn is in uh, Ohio, going up towards Cambridge, Ohio. That's where Macy's at, actually. Yeah. Um. So it's like it got like an arcade, a bumper car type thing, and the tickets were only like four dollars. So. And, and they have decent seats. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go see this movie. Um, had uh, nephews and stuff with me. We went up to go see it. And I was thinking that this was going to be a fan service to the older audience of Toy Story. Like the people that were watching it back in the day. And um, I was totally disappointed. It's not a fan service. It is not. It's just not. But. The greatest thing to come out of this was that cat. I don't remember the cat's name, but the cat robot was the greatest thing to come out of. You know, it was comic relief. The the that that little robot did more for me in this film than anything else in the film. Um, the different controversial uh, topics of the same sex marriage and stuff like that. All that stuff's cool. I don't go into all that actually in you window because this is a children's movie at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Buzz Lightyear. One thing I want to do is a disclaimer, um, and I don't know if anybody can obtain this cartoon um, legally. I know you can get it illegally. Uh, Space Command. There was a cartoon. I have a Buzz Lightyear. Still, yeah. You well, you can't obtain it any other way because it's certain things that Disney locks in the vault, just like a film called Savage Sam, which I'll talk about later on in another episode with you guys. But um, if you remember anything from Space Command, Star and Command. You grew up watching, huh? Star Command. Star Command, Space Command, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Star Command, if you watch that and you watch this, you would leave the movie theater. Because it was so grand. Think about it. Think about this. Go back in time, Max. Put on your Memories Museum mm-hmm. cap and go back. You That had wealth to it. It gave you a storyline that should have been canon in this movie. Mm. Correct? Right? Well, I, I mean, if you yeah, really... I remember Star Command. I really enjoyed it. Um, I almost rewatched it. Before Lightyear, honestly. But keep going. I know exactly what but, you're talking about. Right. So, people like me that went back and rewatched this prior, because you know I obviously have it. So, going to see this movie, I was just like, no, this is not This is not the move. This is not the way. Um, what the film, or my misconception is, is I thought this was actually going to be a film that was not a movie based on a movie. I thought it was going to be like a real live entity. That's where I misread. I thought that Buzz Lightyear was going to actually be like a true story that took place inside a Toy Story world instead of a movie. Because if this oh. was a movie... In, because you, you get what I'm saying? So that's where I got the misconception. So if this was really a movie, somewhere at the end of this, I needed to see that guy that's playing Buzz Lightyear off the set. I needed more reality inside this. And I did not get that. Because if he's filming a movie, like all that stuff we've seen, right? It's a movie inside of a movie that Andy uh, mm-hmm. saw to get Buzz Lightyear. Why well, couldn't I see who the guy is that's playing Buzz Lightyear outside of the movie at the very end? Give me some feedback on why this dude took this job, blah, blah, blah. Make it a little bit more adult theme in that essence. Because, yes, you gave me a movie in a blotch storyline. And I am going to call it blotch because um, the, the the portion of the story that uh, didn't make sense were the, the, the time frame that it took to get home. That could have been summed up fairly easy. And like Danilo said, there should have been some type of epic battle. Zerg should have been more than what he was. To me, it was a simple cop-out, you know... Mm-hmm. To say, hey, let's just make an old Buzz Lightyear. Let's take an old episode of Star Trek and revisit it and put it inside of uh, a Disney movie or Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. So, 
overall, um, for me, it was somewhat disappointing. If you're a fan of the later movies, you'll enjoy it. If you don't have that cartoon knowledge. Uh, that's interesting to hear both of you guys' thoughts. Um, Dino, did you also watch Darkman? No, but going off of JR's thing, mm-hmm. I thought he was right as well. And that's the perception I had of this was based on a true story of Buzz from back in the from back in Andy's time or whatever. I thought that's actually how they sold this originally. I remember this- we th- talked about that right? a long time ago. Yeah. When it was first announced, it was this is the real Buzz Lightyear. And then later on, I think it was like not the teaser trailer, the actual first trailer, or later on, they came out and clarified, oh, this is the movie Buzz. This is this is the real Buzz Lightyear, and it's a physical person, but, like, he's this is the movie. Yeah, yeah. See, and I thought it was the true story or whatever, just like J.R. thought. Okay. Do you think either of you, before I get into what I have to say about it, like, do you think that affected either of your viewing experiences with this? Wholeheartedly. Okay. Wholeheartedly. Okay, what about you, Daniela? <laughs> For me, not really. I mean, it was still just a it's a Pixar, you know, kids movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have liked to see it. Like, I think it would have actually been a more interesting story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, way, but the uh, cat's name Socks, and yeah, I agree with Jr. That was like the best part of this movie. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I was laughing, dude. Like, there were some funny one-liners. Like, that was going on. But, yeah. yeah, honestly, dude. Um, damn, this movie I admire for the the same reason I admire Monsters at Work. I feel like. And we were talking about that a few weeks ago when we did the Monsters double feature to Nilo. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of how Monsters at Work is in this weird pocket of, like, canon, which is weird to say for Pixar stuff. But, like, the whole season of Monsters at Work is between the two scenes and the ending of Monsters uh, Incorporated. And I really like that. They're able to squeeze that story in there and still work out. And even in the show, like, in the background, we see Sully and Mike walk towards Boo's door. Like, that little that detail is nice. I like that. And I admire Lightyear for being the movie that Andy watched while also not really affecting the cartoon too much. Like, this doesn't replace that to me. For me, this is the movie Andy saw in theaters. And the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command show, the the cartoon, is the stuff like Andy had a poster on his wall for. He watched that too. I'm thinking it needs to know both things are... I guess canon to Toy Story. Like, these are both medias Andy would have consumed. I really like that. Um, I do think it was. I don't, I don't want to say a wasted opportunity, um, but I do think it was a bit of a misstep not to have like a cameo or something from those characters from Star Command at the end of this. Whenever they do get the toy styled suit at the very end and like that final spaceship, I yeah. think it would have been a nice cameo, a nice little reference. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't have done that, but. It didn't take me out of the movie. Um, it's in, I don't know, man. I, I really liked this. I felt that it was it felt kind of smart, especially with the the end credit scene with Zerg coming back. I don't think that's literal one one bit. I think it's very meta because this is a movie, and we have the verse opening scene stating this is a movie that Andy saw. You know, in '95, this is what made him want the toy in the first place, and we get Captain America. The second biggest name on the MCU after Robert Downey Jr. The literal face of Captain America for 10 plus years. And they're still using him over uh, Anthony Mackie and some merchandise. And I know people have been upset about that. People have been upset about like uh, Agent Carter's presence over 
um, Sam Wilson's too. Like, Chris Evans is a huge deal in the MCU. And what is one of the biggest tropes they do for movies in the MCU? Is their post credit scenes teasing someone returning. So I'm thinking, okay, we have Chris Evans in a movie that's... They're going to do a, a Marvel-style post credit scene. Why not just tease her coming back for that little bit? I don't actually think we're going to see a Pixar... Or not Pixar 2, excuse me. A Lightyear 2, like some people are saying. Or any sort of continuation. I think that was just very meta. Um, and what I respect, I got a kick out of it. I was one of the... I know a lot of people also critique this movie for just not being funny. Which is a weird thing. I don't mind Pixar movies not being laughable all the time. It's a different change. Um, that was one of the scenes where like, I genuinely laughed the fuck out loud. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, you guys look pissed off. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I thought I was going to get a light year too. I, I would see maybe a battle with Zerg and Buzz. Oh, you really Definitely thought Lightyear 2? Yeah, just so I could see a Zerg and Buzz face off, dude. Where I is that? Wrong, I've, been wait, I've been waiting for that. Mm-hmm. For my entire childhood, ever since I saw Toy Story 2, dude, on the little VHS player, and I saw Zerg and Buzz face off. I was like, Zerg's such a cool, badass villain, dude. We know nothing about his origin story. We obviously know it's a spoof of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But probably in that world, in the movie or whatever that inspired those toys, Zerg has a sick origin story. And then I saw this. And you know what? Let's just get right to our ratings. Yeah, this Ooh. is a like a sand, dude, on Jakku. This shit was atrocious. It's not even a fucking star, dude. It's not even a goddamn planet. I was so pissed off, dude, that I saw this movie and I didn't see Zerg and Buzz have a massive face off. Or I sent or I just didn't see Zerg be a tank that he is, dude. Mm-hmm. We got a cool build up, dude. There was good directing when it came to like we didn't see his face or anything. We just get his legs. You know, we see his eyes glow in like a scene where I'm like, all right, dude, we're going to get it. Last 10 minutes, dude, we're going to get a battle between Buzz and Zerg, dude. All I'm sitting in this fucking theater for. Nope. So you know what, dude? Th th this is just a piece of sand. This is a grain, one singular grain of sand mm. on Jakku. This is the worst thing I've ever watched in my entire life. And you know what? Now because I'm not getting a Buzz, too, Buzz Lightyear 2, man, I'm even more pissed. <laughs> I just want to see Zerg, dude. I just want to see a cool interpretation of Zerg. This is a uh, this is <laughs> this is in the boo one way the best been for me. I really enjoyed this. Um, it wasn't like groundbreaking by any means, and I wasn't expecting that or hoping it would be. Um, I don't know, dude. I I didn't set my expectations too high. Surprisingly, I mean, like I know you obviously our listeners can't see my room and everything. But, like, you guys can't see much, too. But like on the other side of this table, I have my childhood Buzz figure. Like, my foot-tall Buzz... Like, I've had since I was two years old. Always been a huge fan of Buzz Lightyear. Big fan of Toy Story. Especially Toy Story 2. And, like, I didn't set my expectations too high for this, somehow. I, I don't know why. And I'm, I'm kind of thankful. Because I think it saved it for me. Um, I did think the... The whole... The trope of, okay, we have one character... Who's trying to save everybody, but like he has to. There's a time travel issue. That's almost a trope at this point. We've seen it done before, hundred times. Um, the whole not being helped to age super fast thing. I don't think that was neat to throw in there. That's always a a tough situation, I guess, for tropes. I don't know, man. I don't know, Jared. What's your rating for this? Rip it. Uh, it gets a yeah. It gets a Jakku. Like That's basically. Exactly right, let me let me just put this like right here, and, and we'll we'll say this. Danilo, um, in the future, just send me your address, and I'll send you a copy of uh, Space Command so that you can 
live out what you need to. That'll be your therapy session there. Um, but in general, we're talking about Pixar. Pixar has been up and down for the last five years with movies, correct? We can all agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Five years, movies, kind of up and down. Um, through the promotion of this movie, it made me feel that it was going to be more. That's what made me mad. That's what got me disappointed because the promotion of it, it had me hype. I was getting strong. I was getting all Incredible Hulk about this. And then when I went to go see it, I turned into Bruce Banner. You know, <laughs> I started getting too sensible and I started analyzing, being too analytical about it. And once I got analytical, it ruined the movie. It was supposed to be a feel-good uh, type deal, and I was supposed to get that battle that Danilo has been crying for and yearning for for 10 years. All he wanted was just a little battle between Zerg and Buzz Lightyear. He just wanted to have that Star Wars feel inside of this movie. He wanted that Luke and Darth Vader battle. Why couldn't we get that Pixar? Why couldn't we get that Disney? So that's why I got my rating. All the hype, all the... I mean, I was really excited over this. This was the exciting release for me in June. Mm. And it turned out to be a dud. I should have just went and seen Top Gun again. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. We got to do Top Gun. real smooth in theaters, man. <laughs> Neil, we got to do <laughs> Top Gun at some point this year, dude. Maybe, dude. I know. People have been asking for it, dude. I didn't know people were just sucking off Tom Cruise like that and everyone, dude. And yeah, it's, not even, it's not even that great, but... It was better than this. The Mondo vinyl looks cool. It goes on pre-order tomorrow. I might order it, actually. Because the, the disc itself is their version of the hyperspace stuff. Kind of like the you solo one. Lightyear? You talking about Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Yeah. We're done with that conversation, bud. Okay, dude. I'll just, <laughs> people, I recommend just watching it on Disney Plus in a few months. Yeah. Like that's what else. I recommend as well. Oh, boy. You know what? No, I don't even recommend watching it, dude. Look at my Buzz Lightyear fanfic with Zerg and Buzz, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll make one, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and once I'll again, I will send you a copy of Space Command. Yeah. I'll buy the action figures, have a battle, dude. Some stop motion. Kind of like you're making The Mandalorian, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Because that's all that The Mandalorian is, dude. Can you like, talk about 2001, A Space Odyssey? Give me a recap of that, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay, so we start off with, what, a planet, like, uh, just kind of coming into frame. And we get the space music, dude. And I guess this is where it came from. But at this point, it's so overused. I started laughing in the first five minutes of the opening of this movie. Um, then we see apes just go ham. And for some reason, there's just a fucking cheetah in the middle of this desert. And it attacks one of our fellow ape members. And I'm like, dude, is this like Planet of the Apes? Or is this 2001 A Space Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Um, then we get like... The apes start their own gangs, dude, and, like, one uses their thumbs and, like, bones to, like, beat shit up, and the other one doesn't. Before that, this, like, monolith thing, this just... The earth is just bricked up with this fucking shiny thing, dude, and the... And, like, weird music comes, and, like, all the apes are, like, just screaming around it. Then we get the scene where, you know, the ape gets his bone and just starts beating the crap out of shit. And then he beats the crap out of another ape, and you're like okay i don't know what's happening anymore um then he like throws the bone up in the air and maybe it was on my tv but i don't know about you guys but when that scene happens it's not a clear bone throwing up like they there's a quick edit like someone like the camera movement yeah come on stanley i expect better than you anyway though dude then it comes down and like then we're in space you know we're in space like millions of years in the future 
Um, hundreds, who fucking knows? I don't. It's been like a minute since I took a science class. But they're just all in space, and we get this little colonel guy, and whatever, he's doing some shit. I don't fucking know. He says there's like an epidemic on the spacecraft or whatever. <sighs> Fuck, whatever. Anyway, they go to the moon. And once again, dude, now the moon is bricked up with this, like, monolith thing. And you're like, yo, what is going on? And the music comes in again, and you're like, that is some weird shit. Then we jump forward, like, to six months in the future again. And we get, uh, he's on a spacecraft again, dude. And Mm -hmm. he's going to Jupiter with HAL 3000 and the other scientists. And no one knows what they're doing. Truly, I don't even know what's going on at the point of this movie. It's finally broken down to me by HAL. Where he's like, you know, everything's kind of a bit quieter ever since they dug up that thing on the moon. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then they start doing that. Um, our captain's with his little buddy. We're just going to call him Tim. Tim gets just fucking thrown into space, dude, because they're trying to uh, unplug Hal. But Hal is like, I ain't taking that, dude. So the guy just gets thrown into space. He fucking, I guess, it dies. Um, or maybe he doesn't, but he dies eventually because our buddy, uh, our main captain, just lets him go into space because he tries to get back into the ship because Hal won't let him back in. He gets back in. He starts unplugging Hal, dude. And then we get the TikTok sound of Daisy, Daisy or whatever, that song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, you know, whatever. But then Hal gets unplugged or whatever. And we find out why they're really going there. It's because of the monolith again, you know. Um, and he's going, he's going. He unplugs Hal. He's finally just cruising. He's cruising the Jupiter to get there to see the extra life. Then just, like, he just has, like, like he, his head just explodes. And we just see lights for a good ten minutes, probably. And then we end up in this fancy house. Just out of the blue, we end up in a fancy house. And he lives there. Um, then we flash forward to when he's older. Then we flash forward to when he's a bit older. Then we flash forward to when he's dead. And then we flash forward to a baby. And then the baby's the same size as, like, planet Earth, or whatever that planet was. And then we get the space uh, music again. And then I start laughing again, dude. Because at this point, that music's just like a meme. So <laughs> It is, dude. Like, everything they use in space, like, meme-wise, they use that exact same music. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where it came from. But yeah, dude. And then it's at a Stanley Kubrick production. Was this your first time watching this, Danilo? Yeah, yes and no, dude. I think I've mentioned this before. The ending was spoiled for me by my fucking film teacher. Okay. Uh, I, hated, I hated that class. But yeah, like so, I knew I knew how this was gonna end, but I I never knew the beginning of it. Okay, this was totally new to me. Okay, um, I'd would heard the music obviously a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. Um, watching through this, I want to go ahead and say something out there. And unfortunately, he did pass away a couple weeks ago. I think I taught up on the show as well. Rest in peace, um, to Colin Cantwell. Um, he was a model maker, I- ILM. Um, he did some of the original ship designs in Star Wars. So he designed the original X-Wing. He designed the trench run in, for the Death Star. I got to meet him a couple years ago. He did a lot of work on this film as well. That's how he landed Star Wars. Um, so it was really neat recognizing some of his work uh, comparing to the ships in Star Wars to this. Because like you said, Danilo, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of tributes paid to this film in Star Wars. Like that opening scene of the ship is the stuff from A New Hope. Obviously, we've seen a thousand times in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was really nice recognizing Colin Cantwell's work. Um, rest in peace to him. Um, and the music is is I think goes without saying some of the best music I think we've heard in film. It's used in everything. 
It is almost a meme at this point because of how popular it is. Um, other than that, dude, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. This was atrocious. Um, I don't know what the fuck I watched last night, but this... There are only three things on the podcast. And out of... This is episode of what? 77, I think? 76? Uh, 79. But we've done LFG, so we're going to say 100, roughly, okay? Okay, Out of 100 podcast episodes. And keep in mind, most of these are paired of two, if not three, films. And we've done episodes where we've covered four films at times. (coughs) Out of all the movies we have covered on Galaxy of Films so far, and all that we're going to cover, there are only three that I've struggled with. Right? The U.S. versus Billie Holiday, which I didn't finish. Rash. Uh, and Gaspar knows climax, which I had to fast forward. I can't Dumpster believe juice. it. I, I can't Dumpster believe juice. it. Thank you, Jr. Buddy, you like Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, this goes next to climax. This goes further than climax, dude. This was awful. I was fast forward during this fucking shit. I don't know why I. Need- it took seven minutes, I think, to go re- push the body of the dude in space. Um, it was 10 or 11 minutes of just fuck, uh, just a light show. Turned up at some fucking house to see a goddamn baby. And the fucking, the baby from Death Stranding of Norman Reedus comes out of the fucking pod. It just hits the earth for some reason. I don't know what the fuck this was, dude. Like, the first 20 minutes of this movie, like, I'm taken away by the whole, like, ape stuff with the guy. With the, they're not cavemen, because they haven't evolved yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just apes. Like, I was blown away by that. I'm a big fan of, like, the original Planet of the Apes stuff. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to see basically the evolution of man throughout this entire film. And in a way, we do see that. We see him with the bone. That's their first tool slash weapon. That's why he's amazed that he can pick up something and use it to do things of other things. That's a cool scene. Understanding the concept of death is a cool scene, too. I like that. But there's no follow-through. It's so out of place. I don't know what the significance of that scene was other than the monolith stuff, which I didn't even give a fuck about. Um, Jared, what are some of your thoughts, man? This wasn't your first time watching this, you said. No, this wasn't my first time. I'm, I'm old. Like, I'm 36 years old, so I watched this when I was young because it was one of those things they were like, oh, cinematography. Oh, this mm-hmm. is an amazing piece of work inside of film history. That's the thing that you hear about Stanley Kubrick. So, first of Stanley Kubrick, I've watched Oswald Shut. Um, Clockwork Orange, I've watched his work. Um, so I'm going to just be 100% honest here. Um, I am not a film critic. I am not a student that goes to school for that. So I do not have the criteria to say that that's great or good. But I do have this criteria. He was great in his uh, cinematography. We'll give that to him. People will give him a fi- as a film genius. I'm not going to say that. I want to say that, God rest his soul, he's good at whatever he did. But all those movies I named, trash-ass garbage. This movie, trash-ass garbage. The intro from the very beginning of this movie, I was able to... And I'm talking about before MGM came on. The actual, if you watched it, because y'all know I'm 100%... Oh, the minute and a half, two minutes of black screen? Yeah, I was able to eat my lunch. I was able to eat this Chex Mix, the other bag. I was able to crush the whole bag before MGM even came on. After that, I hear Ric Flair's music come on. 
the professional wrestler. That's his music. Mm-hmm. I heard his music come on. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, it's going to be spectacular. Next thing you know, I get Planet of the Apes. The the apes wilding out, the leopard or jaguar doing all that extra shit. And, he, and, and I didn't even get to see him really kill the monkey. I seen the monkey struggle and kind of like die down. But I wanted to see the monkey die. Like, give me mm-hmm. that much. And then all the extra stuff with the monkeys, cool. Uh, the monolith, I just called it the black statue. It appears. Then as soon as I see the black statue, I stop for a minute. I said, JR, you've got film knowledge here. Why does this remind you so much of heavy metal? I don't know if you guys have seen heavy metal. <laughs> I was watching that a few weeks ago. It's one of my stream of the week. Yeah, so so you can see the correlation there. So mm-hmm. obviously they took elements from this for that. So how much does Stanley Kubrick for helping other movie, uh, other producers, directors take his stuff and use it in better light? Uh, so from that point on, you get the 9,000 computer howl. He's smooth. That's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, Dr. Poole, he was stupid. Uh, and then the intermission came. Intermission was my favorite part of this whole thing. I stopped. Yeah, I was dude, another recollect, four my th- fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was able to, able to recollect my thoughts. and like, man, I'm glad I just watched this on a TV screen instead of wasting the light lamp of my projector. Um, I would have been pissed that, if I saw this in a theater. I want to put that out there. Right, and I would have been pissed if I had to use some of the light time on my projectors, any of them, to watch this or even to show this in type of sometime cinema. So... The movie moved along very slow. There was a lack of important dialogue. The dialogue in this movie, this was the first movie in my life that I can actually say that the dialogue, they didn't even have, they shouldn't even spoke in this movie. We could have just watched it the way it was, as long as it was, with no dialogue, and I still would have been able to get most of the concept of the movie. The monolith, obviously, it was killing and doing strange stuff. So, the greatest part of this movie, when Hal turns on Dave, Hal tells this motherfucker, excuse my language, to take a stress pill. I had not heard that ever in my life. I, I laughed when I heard that. Like, I paused the movie. And, like, I'm dying. Like, I was sitting here just like this. With mm-hmm. the, there, there was a TV screen for me. When he said, take a stress pill, I'm like, what the hell is a stress pill? You know, we don't use that kind of terminology now. So, for me, that was the comedic relief in there. And then Hal singing Daisy and then the rest of the movie was just uh, an odd dude tripping out on acid uh, finishing a movie. Um, And that was it. I don't understand how this movie like you know there's certain things that stand the test of time and i'm great grateful that this was an arc in science fiction that uh propelled your aliens your redley scott type people mm-hmm. uh your george lucas's and all these type of people to to broaden their scope in movies but my god all it is is just a movie that set a bunch of precedents after that let's just put it in an archive and leave it alone <laughs> I agree, dude. Um, <laughs> like this movie, like like technically, like this movie is very cinema. Like cinematography's great. It's very cinematic. The entire movie, like if you pause it, this movie looks good for a picture at any point. But just because you have a pretty movie does not make it good. Um, yeah, <laughs> Danilo. I know you're a big Kubrick fan. I, know I am, you dude. Are. And I'll, he's I wanna- my third favorite director. I know, and I want to say this, dude, because that's going to piss you off. If you, you know, with with our films and stuff, of course, we eventually like paying tribute to the, the people that inspire us. If you ever, in a film made by Max Wood, if you ever see a spaceship from the top of your screen, from the, from the bottom angle, like point a camera upwards to the bottom of your, or top of your screen, a ship going over, shooting at something else or following another ship, if you ever see that, please know... I am not referencing a single fucking frame out of this goddamn movie. I'm referencing Star Wars. 
I want to make that a thousand percent clear, dude. I hate this shit. Can I ask Danila something real fast? Go for it. All right, so Danila, you're a film student, right? And Stanley Cooper, you know, I gave him his chops about the cinematography and the certain elements and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I gave him that. That. So here's my true question to you. 2001 Space Odyssey, out of all his work. Now, I will take. I will recant one thing here. A Clockwork Orange is something totally different. Let, let me take that out of perspective. That's something... I apologize to the audience. That is something that, if you haven't watched, go see it. I need to. I have the 4K. I've been putting it off. Dude, we... Max, don't give me that look, my, bro. You know how stuff we got to cover in this fucking podcast? Clockwork Orange is my second favorite movie of all time, right after Apocalypse Now. I think it's why I've been waiting, honestly, because it's on... I haven't even opened it. All right, so let me ask you this. Where does this film rank in your Stanley Kubrick top three? Oh, this is very, uh, top three, to, like fourth. This is his worst one by far. This is, this is 100% his worst one by far. This was not good for me to watch. Like, I was like, yeah, dude. I don't know what, I don't know how we got big if I if I ever saw this thing. Because it's like. Watch Hut? I like that. I really like that. Yeah, I like, I like all of his work except for this. I've even seen his old stuff that he, like his old heist movies he used to have. Oh. And uh, Pats, Pats of Glory. But this thing, this was bad. Like mm-hmm. JR said, you could watch this in silent. Like it could be a silent film. Maybe that's what he was going for. But nothing in the intro was anything of importance to me. Maybe I just missed it. Um, but like an ape used his thumb obviously to become the caveman. That's great. So is that supposed to like reference our captain? I don't know what our captain's name is. So we're just gonna call him Captain Kirk. Was our Captain Kirk like? Was that supposed to reference like? Oh, he can use his hands to unplug Hal, and Hal can't do anything about it. Because he hasn't, you know, gained that. Mm. Maybe. But, like, you know, and obviously they introduced the monolith. And they introduced that weird shot which looked like it was a half-built pyramid without the top looking at the sun. You know? So you were like, oh, like, and we see that when they're on Jupiter again. Okay, cool. But, like, I don't understand what the apes was. Then we get him when he goes to have his, like, briefing with those scientist guys on that spaceship. Once again, I, I don't see how that served the plot. Like, all they did was, like, have a meeting, which I, I, I'm i lost about. I don't know what they're talking about. They're making up a, what they call an epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, but, like, why are you making that up? They still haven't revealed that to us. Finally, dude, like, ten minutes before intermission, we get what the hell's going on, dude. They're just going to go look for this monolith, which the monolith was never explained to me. But, like, why, what's the significance until like the last 20 minutes when that captain comes on in that pre-recorded video. But anyway, we get intermission. I, like I was grooving for the for like those last 10 minutes before that intermission. You know, like I was like, okay, maybe this is going to go somewhere. Get to the next part of the movie where Hal start turning on him. Love that dude. But that's just like Wally, you know, but this came first. So whatever props off to Stanley. Um, then we keep going on, dude. And he's like unplugging hell or whatever. And I thought that was sick, dude. I'm like, that's cool. We finally know what the uh, thing, the monolith is for, what have you. But there's like a good, I don't know, dude, 40% of this movie, which is like watchable and decent. And it keeps moving the plot forward, in my opinion. The other stuff is just beautiful camera work. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's like B-roll, cinema, uh, you know, camera work. I don't think it's anything too, you know, too amazing. But yeah, dude, hell gets unplugged and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But but no, th- like like this is to me was like boring as shit. Like eighty percent of this was boring as shit. But I did like the light show. 
Um, and I did like the ending. I don't know what the hell the ending was. It's just it was just his life going throughout. But like, I don't know why there's a baby the size of Earth. I have no idea. You brought yeah. up the whole silent film thing. Um, when I was at the 20th anniversary Attack of the Clones panel at Celebration, Matthew Wood, who's one like the lead sound designers, and of course General Grievous too. Um, yeah, yeah. He was talking about that actually. And how specifically, like, for the seismic bomb, that was something that was an inspiration they wanted to fuck around with, was, like, the absence of sound. Because it is so prominent in this. So I wonder. Maybe, man. I don't know. But for me, like, I'm a big fan of Stanley Kubrick, dude. But for this, is like, it's a one-time watch. And I'm not even going to buy the 4K, dude. I have the 4K, sadly. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your rating on this, Daniel? I'm really curious. It's still a best, man. What this? <laughs> it is, dude. You gotta applaud. The one thing I applaud for Stanley Kubrick is never giving an explanation for his films. Mm-hmm. And because of that, dude, like I don't know what I just watched. So sure, dude, it's a best bin. It has good cinematography. It paved the way for everyone. It's science fiction, dude. Uh, is there a ghost in your house? What the fuck was that, dude? Yeah, dude. I don't know what that was, but I got yeah this place, dude. But anyway, though, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, no, it paved its way for all the science fiction to come. You know, the music obviously is still used out today. It does have good scenes, dude. And last 20 minutes, like, I'll take that, you know. But. For me, dude, this is a Hoth. Um, I can admire the the physical work to have gone into this. Because, like I said, I'm a big fan of Colin Campbell stuff. And, you know, like I said, rest in peace to him, dude. Um. So it was really nice being able to appreciate those small details, like actually look into his models and recognize that. Um, and that really made it for me. Like, if anything, like, I'm very glad I watched this now in my life compared to any earlier. Because I don't think I would have appreciated this at all. Other than it just being, up. Oh, this is a staple for sci-fi. Um, so very thankful. I can recognize the work Colin Campbell did. Um, score's fantastic, but I mean, this is heard everywhere. You know, it's like the 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 rise of the or rise of the ride of the Valkyries. That's the song name from Apocalypse Now. You hear it everywhere. It's in every film. It feels like. Um, but I just I did, I don't know, man. I didn't know what the fuck this was. I didn't care for it. This wasn't captivating enough or intriguing enough to make me give a fuck whatsoever. Um, what about you, Jr.? This gets a Naboo. Um. It's one of those deals where if you're a film student or if you're someone that cares about films, this is the precedent that started everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily have to watch all, all the way through this movie. I advise that people take use of the fast forward feature on any type of streaming service or if they're watching it even mm-hmm. at home. You use that and watch certain portions of this because it sets precedents that people keep following. And... um that's it. Like it just out of Stanley Kubrick's projects, and I went back on my statement. Like, if you watch Clockwork Orange and then you watch this, you're gonna be like, Stanley didn't direct this. He just slapped his name on this. <laughs> I mean, but that's just that's just the best way I can sum it up. Um, as far as replayability of this, if you watch it one time, you'll never watch it again. You got That's dudes like you that have it on four. You got dudes like you that have it on four K sitting in your stash, and you never want to watch it. You only watched it because it was presented to you in this fashion. So you're not going to crack it out and watch it. So you know. Well, I'm glad I got on sale, dude. That's the only reason I went on four K. 
<laughs> It'll stay that fucking way too, man. Jesus. I'm never buying this movie again. Fuck. I hate it, dude, because, like, this is... I was oh, that. shit, dude. You're tan. Oh, oh I'm tan? Thank you. I yeah, dude, I see it on that arm. arm. On yeah. that arm, but not the underside. Yeah, yeah, dude, nice. Yeah, yeah. it's because I put my arm out the window when I drive. When I have my windows down. It feels, it feels ah, really nice good man. lately, yeah. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, still quite interrupt the conversation. <laughs> Um, I was still my roommate last night about it though, dude. Like this is, I, I often hear this is one of like the greatest films of all time. No. Like no. this is what I hear people always hype this movie up to be. Well, tell them to kill themselves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's wild, dude. Yeah, it's wild. Glad I watched it. I guess it can sit on the shelf. Yeah. Daniel, I think it wraps it up for this week though, man. <laughs> I think this does as well, man. I think this does as well. You had an LFG this week. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah, dude. Uh, this week we record. I recorded with Brandon under the banner of Heaven, uh, FX on Hulu or Hulu, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Andrew Garfield, Mormonism, big crime. Be sure to check it out. Check out the YouTube Galaxy <laughs> Film Productions. We're working on the Star Wars celebration vlogs. Um, I uploaded day two the other day. We're working on day three. Um, day three is by, by far the best one. I feel like some shit goes down in that. I do try to fight me, dude. I got it on camera. Good, dude. You should have swung. Yeah, dude. We, where's the whole thing? We're trying to, like, hunt his ass down and everything. And he's... No. You should have swung, dude. I wasn't getting kicked out of celebration, dude. You know that scene where it's, like, Joker beating up uh, that Robin, Tim? What's Robin's name? There was, there's a Tim, Tim Drake, Drake Robin. Tim but there's Drake, also yeah, a yeah. Jason Todd, Tim Drake. Yeah, with the crowbar? That's, the, that's uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. You should have went Joker on Jason Todd with that guy with the crowbar, dude. That's exactly right, dude. That's what fucking AJ was saying, too. He fucking hated that guy. We bumped into him on the last day, and he, like, recognized us and ran away. We spent, like, 30 minutes trying to find this fuck. Because he was wearing he the same clothes sl- as the day prior. That's how we recognized him. <laughs> you should have swung, dude. Dude, you should have you Jason Todd him. This dirty fuck. Yeah, guys, you'll get that soon. Um, Yeah. You guys will be able to meet AJ. He's in this video, actually, as well, with his friend Brandon. Um, yeah, good shit. It's coming. I'm working on it. It's going to take a minute. You know, um, next week as well, fucking, we're talking Black Phone. Cha-cha real smooth. Um, I We did. I'll go ahead and make an announcement now for it, because we announced it a few weeks ago. We did. We are still doing the Adam West Batman special. We promise you. It's just getting moved around a little bit. We got a very special guest star coming on for it. It's coming. It'll be great. Stay tuned for that, guys. But then it's all the content, Danilo, that we're dropping the next two weeks. Um, yeah, I think so as well. Just get get in that Facebook group. Uh, I don't know what day, so you just want to get in there, really. Yeah, Galaxy Film to, Fan Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to cut out the scene and throw it up on YouTube and password protect it. Yeah, and then um, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all at Galaxy of Film. Check those out as well. You know, the whole nine yards. whole nine yards. We're all there. But JR, where are you? Where can our listeners find you? Um, definitely you can find me um, on all 20 uh, RSS feed platforms that you want to listen to because I know people just don't go directly to Apple Podcasts and listen. Um, you can meet and greet me, my co-host Stacy, and the random other people that come on the show at WVUncommonplace.com. If you need uh, the limited run merchandise or anything like that, you can reach me there. Um, sometimes cinema will be popping up in different cities. Uh, we have tentative dates in Richmond, Virginia. Um, we have, end of the July, we have a uh, night, uh, somewhere on top of some building in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's going to be crazy. Um, after we get right to a certain film, we'll be doing something really crazy out there. I know um, the building you're talking about. I think, dude, if you ha- if you're thinking about exactly what I'm thinking of, 
that's going to be a fucking event. Yeah, well, we got something in the works we'll have to talk about uh, sometime later on, on down the road. But that's it for us over at West Virginia Commonplace. Always remember, like, subscribe, and do yourself an amazing favor uh, if you like a show like Galaxy of Film. Tweet it, reblog it, put it anywhere you need it to go, and give that show some extra volume. Um, the reviews go far. We're all trying to beat the algorithm, so just help out your favorite show. Exactly, bud. And if you truly, or God, I can never fucking say it lately, dude. I don't know what's up with it, Danilo. I don't what? know, dude. I always fuck up the ending, man. That's what it feels like. I'm <laughs> real. The last few weeks, I've been fucking it up. If you enjoy the show, you please consider us leaving us an iTunes and Spotify the review. It truly does help out the show much more than you can imagine. Feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Galaxy of Film and Galaxy of Film Productions. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Dude, you were frozen for that entire time. <laughs>